This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. Ladies and gents, and welcome to Magpies Unrestricted, where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. As ever, I'm your host, Chris Simpson, and joining me as always is Cara Thistlethwaite. Hello. And Newcastle are safe, everyone. <laughs> I've been saying the whole time we're going to get relegated, and I'm happy to be wrong. Newcastle yeah. <laughs> are safe after, as we'll get to in a moment, a pretty fantastic 4-2 win over Leicester. And then, of course, Fulham losing against Burnley, mathematically. I mean, I know realistically we were safe anyway, but we're staying up. Congratulations. <laughs> and now the bit that you're dreading. No, not really. It's just, <laughs> first off, I'd just like to apologise to the listeners that this is going to come out late. That is my bad. <laughs> I had an old lady moment and effectively fell over and had to go to A&E. So, yeah, that's why we didn't record this in time. I apologise. Secondly... <laughs> I don't want to take anything away from Newcastle, but my God, were Leicester abysmal. It was like watching a game of netball. Whenever they passed the ball to a player, that player then stood still. I mean, yes, Newcastle played well. And I'd like to say that they did exactly what I said Newcastle would have to do to Leicester to put us off because we've been playing badly. So I did say this. If you <laughs> ran at us, we would struggle. And we were just off balance Johnny Evans getting injured during the warm-up. You could definitely tell his loss. It definitely affected the team, I think, didn't it? Yeah, and then we were just... The worst I've seen us play for a very, very long time, to be honest. Leicester just weren't being aggressive with the ball. We were just passing around aimlessly. And again, it sounds like that. You know, I'm detracting from what Newcastle did. No, they did exactly what they needed to do. They ran it as they pressed. And all of that combined meant Leicester were trash. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was a good performance for the Magpies. Yeah, I mean, from a Newcastle perspective, that was what was so good to see is, yes, Leicester, you weren't at your best, I think. We all know that. I mean, well, you've literally just said it. (laughs) Leicester weren't playing very well, but to then, what was really heartening was to see Newcastle actually take advantage of that, take the sense the opportunity and take the game to Leicester is something that I feel like we don't, always do enough, uh, especially in the last few years. So to actually see us go and do that and then keep at it as well, because, I mean, for example, that early Sam Maximan chance where, I mean, credit to Schmeichel, but I think I think Sam Maximan kind of just shot straight at him and didn't really do that well. Yeah, but the thing, I, with, the thing with Schmeichel is that he puts players off by charging at them like a bear. <laughs> so that that's his whole thing, isn't it? That's what both Schmeichels have done throughout their careers. So... I think to... I mean, an angry bear would put me off. I'd yeah, I mean, say. come on. If Schmeichel was running at you with all of his arms and his legs spread wide like a starfish, he would freak out a little <laughs> bit. So I don't think you could be too harsh on Sam Max, man. I think it was a great ball to him and he, and he did well to get in the position he did. Um, but Schmeichel does specialise in that type of save. Yeah. So... Um, but, you know, it, chances like that don't always come that often for Newcastle. So when we saw that and, and Sam Maxman didn't manage to stick it away... 
I was thinking, well, we might not get another chance that good for the rest of the game. Now, thankfully, yet again, recurring theme here, listeners, but yet again, I was wrong and I was happy to be so because... I said we we stuck at it, and I mean Joe Willock again on the score sheet this yeah. time opening the scoring rather than as a super sub. But yeah, Joe Willock does it again, and then a Paul Dummett header, out jumping Wesley Fafana. I never thought that would happen. But Fafana was off as well, and Sienchi. They just weren't communicating. There was a complete lack of faith in Leicester's ability as defenders. It we seem to be proper shook by the loss. However, and then we've just. You know, obviously, because we're recording this so late, we've just played Man United, and we seem to have clicked back in. So, for a Leicester support, you know, that's that's an advantage. Also, we've done Newcastle another favour, which I'm sure we'll get onto at the end. So, I just like to make this known: Leicester have done Newcastle <laughs> two favours. One, we played trash and you won, and two, we beat Man United for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as a neutral, when it comes to Leicester. Oh, well, to be honest, they're something of a second team for me now. Obviously, I was absolutely delighted with Newcastle's win, but I would be, and I think I speak for a lot of neutrals here, I would be gutted if Leicester suffered a repeat of last year and slipped out of the top four again. So to see you guys go and beat Man United on Tuesday and really boost those Champions League hopes, still not in the bag quite yet, but that's a massive step, and as I, I think I speak for a lot of neutrals in rooting for you there. Yeah, it's just annoying because we, I said we, we didn't play very well, but then we kind of switched on in those last ten minutes. I mean, um, I know you'd say that Newcastle lost focus, but Leicester are a team that have scored most of our goals from behind in the second half, especially in the final twenty minutes or so. So I don't think it can be too harsh on Newcastle for this. This is something that Leicester do repeatedly. Don't show up. And then all of a sudden realise that, oh crap, this is a game. I think it is very Newcastle to make life difficult for ourselves. It at is. The, end. Like it the, is. the West Ham game, of course, recently. And Yeah, I know. But Leicester have been doing this since we were in the Championship before we even got promoted. When we would have been in the Premiership and then we fluffed it. We did a Tottenham <laughs> and, and didn't get through until the next year. So this is something that Leicester are um, consistently doing. But yeah, I mean, Albrighton and Ian Acho, there were some very good goals. Um, they were actually, to, to be honest, uh, Albrighton's especially, but both of them, you, you kind of just had to hold your hands and say, you know what, that's that's a good hit. And again, Dubravka's made some excellent saves throughout the game, especially one from Perez. So I mean, that, chan- that was a heart-in-the-mouth moment, because to be honest, I think that was around the 91st minute. I think if that goes in and you get a third, and that would have been the third one back, I think we end up drawing that four all. Yeah, I um, think we would have crumbled then. So to be honest, that was that was massive actually at the end. Yeah, um, our shots on target weren't always the best. However, the best ones we did, Debravka was always there, but we never had as clean cut chances as Newcastle had. Mm. So yeah, brilliant! It's the first time you scored four goals in a Premier League match since beating Bournemouth four one last season. Well, I had to look that up because yeah, I couldn't. I genuinely couldn't remember. The last time we'd score, scored four goals in a Premier League match, because we <laughs> these days we do not do it very often. And yeah, as I say, you've got to go back to to last season to find that. So it was it was very heartening. And of course, great brace from Callum Wilson as well. We all know what he can do. And actually, I suppose that takes that's us the on last to you're going to see of him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, as you say, that takes us on to the news, which unfortunately he is going to miss the final three games of the season. 
after his hamstring injury sort of suffered a recurrence, essentially, uh, which is a big shame. But thankfully, it's not going to cost us in terms of survival because, always worth repeating, Newcastle are safe for at least for another year. Um, so, but it's, And it's a big shame for Wilson as well in that, of course, with the fans being back for the last couple of games, that he's not going to be on the pitch when the fans cheer him at St James's Park because I think he... Obviously, him and Sam Maximan, uh, especially as being two of the most key players to our survival, he'd get such a good reception. It, it is a shame he's not going to be able to be on the pitch for that, but undeniable the kind of impact he's had and just his, well, I'd say his final stats now for the season 12 goals and 5 assists in 26 Premier League games. Now, that's a pretty good record for most players, and in a team like Newcastle's, i.e., not a very good one and also quite a defensively minded one. Yeah, one that hasn't been playing for about 75% of the season. That's a good record. Yeah, you can't really turn that down, can you? We can only hope that Newcastle keep him next year, but I do feel there'll be some teams putting bids in for Wilson. I honestly don't think he'll leave. I feel like he he would have a sense of obligation. He's not really done a full season with yet due to these injuries. So I guess he's still got some things to tick off in his book. They can only hope that Wilson continues to tick those off with Newcastle rather than going somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, he's such a key player. I can't really see him going. I mean, we paid about £20 million for him last season. He's shown that, I mean, despite his injuries, which we knew were a risk, he's shown yet again he is a proven Premier League goal scorer. And I think if, and, and because of how key he is to us, I think if anyone came in for him, I think the price that tag that we would set on him. I think would be enough to put other teams off because he's as I mean A we would want to recoup that 20 million and B I think because of how key he is I think we'd probably add a fair bit more on top of that I reckon so, 50 50 mil I don't think he'd be that much but I think he'd be enough to if Perez was 40 he'd be 50 I mean yes when you <laughs> when you put it like that <laughs> Callum Wilson I mean don't get me wrong I like Jose Perez and he's a good player but Callum Wilson is a much, <laughs> he's a much better player but <laughs> I, I, I think he'll stay. I, I think our main objective over this summer is to actually bring in some more attacking players who can A, back him up, and B, are better able to step in when he's injured. Because, I mean, well, we know how unfit Andy Carroll is. And, well, I assume that's well, the we reason don't why know. he doesn't we don't play. know. Look, look, what you actually need is someone who's actually going to put money into your club because he hasn't put any money in. And the next bit is all of his pathetic suing the Premier League for damages over last year's failed takeover. And the most hilarious line, it's now time for the dark forces that are preventing this football club from becoming a powerhouse that the fans deserve to step aside. I mean, well, then leave, Ashley. Yeah. Then just, just just bloody leave. Clearly, he must be talking about himself yeah, there. Like, because... uh, literally, you are the dark force, Ashley. You. It is just you. If it you is... left... Newcastle would be fine because you've done naff all for them. It's like the Emperor saying that the evil empire should be gotten rid of. It's like, you're the one in charge here. Yeah. Uh, but yes, this of course is that story from last week of Ashley uh, suing the Premier League for damages basically over the failed takeover last year, which of course the Premier League actually insist they kind of didn't really have anything to do with. But basically this is actually... They didn't because you were trying to sell to Saudi Arabia. That's why you dip. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is actually he's seeking damages for loss of profit or alternatively loss of opportunity. 
he's seeking an injunction requiring the Premier League to withdraw their decision or sort of reconsider it uh, about the takeover. He's also seeking for interest, costs, and any other relief that the tribunal considers appropriate. And he's not going to get anything. This is Mike Ashley. Just he wants money. He's fishing. He's Mike fishing. Mike Ashley wants money. Yeah, the damages are loss of profit. Well, you put the price up for the club far too high on repeated occasions for other people who are coming in for the club to price them out of the market, to wait for a Saudi Arabian prince to come along, to throw money at you. I mean, oh, funnily enough, they were dodgy as hell. That's probably why, like, I think the government even got involved at one point and the fans didn't want it. So, back off, Ashley. He's simultaneously absolutely desperate to be rid of us and we are desperate to be rid of him. Then just leave. But he won't possibly countenance... Lowering his asking price. What is his asking price? Do you know? Three hundred, three hundred fifty million. And what did he buy you for? I want to say something like one eighty, but I. Well, like, why? If he's that that desperate, there were there was other offers, other offers for that price, and you're not worth it. No offense, Newcastle aren't worth it at the moment because you do nothing apart from trying not get relegated every season. Why would anyone want to invest in that? That's not necessarily Newcastle as a club's fault. It's because you've had no investment and every time you get a decent player, he sells said decent player because they get like to 25 and he's like, I can make a lot more money now, bye. And that's what happens every time. So yeah, good luck getting Wilson. I'm surprised you even signed Andy Carroll because he's near his expiration date. Oh, we, the Ashley. only reason we got him back was because he was free. Yeah, no, and it's a I good thing too, because don't get me wrong, I love Andy Carroll, but... He's done nothing. If we'd paid any money for him, I mean, he, we've had him for two seasons now and I think he's... Scored like once, so yeah. But again, I've I've been harsh to him, but he doesn't he doesn't get played. So. Well, and I say I just I don't think he's fit enough. But mm. uh, and of course, Ashley was also referring to this other story, which we probably can't comment on too much. But the HMRC has dropped a four-year criminal investigation into Newcastle because we are a flaming clown car heading towards a cliff perennially. But yeah, they've dropped this investigation regarding transfer payments. So this was for former players. Uh, such as Denver Bar, Papis Cisse, Musa Sissoko, um, essentially the Magpies, we were accused of making sort of secret payments to agents and players, but have now been cleared of that. So, And we won't spend too long on this because obviously we're slightly delayed this week. Uh, so by the time you actually hear this, it won't be actually be too long until Newcastle host Manchester City on Friday. But as you alluded to before, Cara, yep. you did us a favour by beating Man United because that made City the champions, which, I mean, let's face it, was inevitable anyway. Yeah, I don't see... I've seen like Liverpool and Tottenham get stressed because, like, oh, Man United fielded a really young squad against Leicester and that means that we are in less of a chance. Like, dude, have you seen where you are on the table? You, 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 you have played badly as well. Manchester United have played a lower team against us, but like I, yeah, you know, I, I normally love to defend Manchester United in any capacity, but they have play, lots of playing games on too. playing on Tuesday and on a Thursday, plus obviously at both weekends, they're pretty exceptional circumstances, and they also still had players like Cavani and Bruno Fernandes on the pitch. Like yeah, you can't, and Leicester only won two one. It's not even thrashed them five one. And um, De Gea and, and Smalling, not Smalling. Dude who did all the lunches. Rashford. <laughs> yeah, <Matt's laughs> So it wasn't like they were thin on the ground. They played them for like maybe 20 minutes or so. So, you know, their bench had how many... In fact, how many goals did they say they brought in? They brought on like 37 more goals or 
something. Yeah, exactly. Last 20 so minutes. I think any suggestion but, of yeah, but it's just damaging again, the integrity of the, that, that, that's it's, that's it's nonsense. Fishing. For me. It's fishing again, though, isn't it? Because they're desperate because they've realised, oh, we've not done good this season, guys. <laughs> Look, like we've got West Ham in front of us. And Leicester. Or maybe that's because those two teams have actually fought really hard this season to get up there. And you've done poo. Mainly because you bought Busman, Mourinho in. <laughs> and I don't even know what happened to Liverpool. I don't know. But also, if they were in the same situation, they would do the exact 100%. same thing. 100%. Anyone would. If Leicester could field a B team, or we would field a B team. But we don't have the money or... The play is to fully do that. Not a B team that's good enough to stand up to a Premier League side. I mean, Tillemans has been... I don't think he's ever missed a game. A 24-year-old midfielder who's been integral to us, but we've played that many matches and we had that many injuries. The poor man has been playing every single game. And he'll be playing next week. And he'll be playing in the FA Cup. Because we've got no one else. (laughs) But in terms of for Newcastle, what that means is that hopefully... City now, their focus should entirely be on the Champions League final. Don't get me wrong, they're probably still going to beat us on Friday. I mean, again, their B team is ridiculous. Because their B team is still better than... It's worth more Their B team would finish probably third in the Premier League. Their B team is worth more than Leicester and Newcastle squads put together. So, you know, they're almost certainly still going to win, but it does help Newcastle a little bit. And just in terms of recent record, well, we have lost our last three meetings with City, but a little bit of encouragement... Actually, the last two times we've met them in the Premier League at St James's Park, we've actually got a win and a draw. So you never know. I'm hoping that the other type of team that they won't bother, they'll think that they can win easy. When I say they're not going to bother to turn up, that's not what I meant. What I meant is, A, as you said, they've won. And B, well, why should they, you know, oh, it's Newcastle. We can easily beat Newcastle. And you're that awkward team that doesn't, like it's a flip of a coin as to whether or not Newcastle actually play or not and if they do play they're quite dangerous yeah you know it it could be an interesting one as I'm not expecting too much and so at this point doesn't really matter though it would be nice to finish the season on a high with it with three more good performances um so we'll we'll just have to wait and see and you never know if we play like we did against Leicester then there's there's every chance but... yeah all you got to do is run at them but yeah so we'll see how it goes in the meantime, if you could, please give the podcast a like and subscribe and leave us a positive review. That would be absolutely amazing. Uh, and until next time, this has been Magpies Unrestricted and I've been your host, Chris Simpson. Thanks again, Cara. No worries. And thanks again, listeners. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.